going and we're off. Hey everyone and welcome to Weird Realities. This is Hadley Thorne, author of the Tapestry of World series. I am happy to welcome you to our monthly podcast where Gracie Ellison, James Irby, and I get together to talk about everything from government conspiracies, paranormal phenomena, urban legends, myths, folklore, strange things making headlines, and our own personal weird experiences. So I found out today that the weird day in history, March 26, that back in 1997, 39 members of Heaven's Gate, an American UFO religious cult based near San Diego, California, were found dead for mass suicide. And it got me thinking, 2021 seems to be the year of UFOs. They seem to be everywhere. And I was curious what you guys thought. I think that's an um, interesting point. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, uh, I think everything's getting, I, don't, I use the term cover up, but not really covered up. But I think everything's getting overlooked with all the, you know, COVID political climate. But yeah, the, what, the Pentagon uh, having to release information and, and stuff hitting the, with the, the uh, New York Times. Um, the Navy releasing a whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's a lot more definitely out there now than I think has been in some of the years past. Well, definitely. Um, we, is it Bob Lazar that they pretty much ruined his life when he was saying that they had these um, ships in Area 51? Yeah. They, like, I mean, they like canceled him. Well, so like, you know, and I, I'm no expert on Bob Lazar, but I, you know, I've read up on this stuff. Yeah, he, you know, they denied knowing the guy, um, you know, and kind of like, oh, he never worked here. He never worked for us or did stuff here. But people searched his tax records and uh, went back and then they're like, no, no, he definitely did. And he, and he has a knowledge of the base, you know, that people are like, yeah, he, he's definitely been in Area 51. Well, you know, last year, the government pretty much came out and said UFOs were real, but we were so deep into pandemic panic that it just, it went off the radar. Yeah. Like, oh, UFOs, we don't have time for that right now. We have when, other things going on. When, didn't they change the name of it? Like, they're not using the term UFO. They're, they're like, yes, I, they've I thought, changed the term, and I can't think yeah. of what the new term is. Yeah. It's like aerial something, isn't it? Phenomenon or yeah, yeah, I think it's catching on because everybody's still using UFO. Well, yeah, we, oh, yeah. I mean, th that's it. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Even the government said that I think it's sometime this year that they're going to release a report on UFOs that's supposed to include information about sightings that cannot be explained and the director of national intelligence was saying just the other day that there are instances where we don't have good explanations for some of the things that we've seen and as that information becomes declassified the government's going to have to talk about that and yeah. i'm curious to see on what side of the aisle they'll kind of fall down on are they going to say hey they're real and cause a panic or are they going to say we are developing all of these different technologies that we're supposed to have kept secret but now they're out in the public so that's going to be an interesting line for them to walk that's interesting because I, I actually um called a video of the guy that I, I don't know his title so I'm just not even gonna act like I do but he was saying that it's either our own technology that because the right hand wasn't talking to the left hand has made it out to the public and that, you know, we're so far behind now that it's, you know, it's out there or someone, you know, in our intelligence community has totally dropped the ball. And these are foreign, you know, countries that have developed this technology, which if that's the case, you know, we have the, you know, the worst intelligence in, in, the, in the world. Or it is something else. And that's what they're trying to determine right now. Yeah, and, it's something else. Yeah, I think it's there's, something else too. Totally. There's no doubt in my mind. We can't, no, but we can't keep secrets. You know, no, no, you, know you, you want to keep a secret between two people, you got to kill the other guy, right? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, uh, you know, I, it's just, 
something would have leaked out at this point, you know. Um, well, and think about it. When the Roswell incident happened, people were not technologically savvy. They were not informed. You didn't have social media. You didn't have satellites and technology and, and instant cameras, all of the things that we have available to us now. They were able to say nothing to see here. Move yeah, exactly. on. But they can't do that anymore. Well, and it's the, you know, you look at Roswell too, with the, the, you know, coming on the tail end of the nuclear age, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, giant science explosion. So a lot of that could, you know, with your mainstream uh, well, media sources, you know, just being kind of like the, the nightly news or the newspapers, you know, it's pretty easy to kind of smoke right. screen. Well, what right. Is- and what's the only news source they have at then? Like you said, it was newspapers. And of yeah. course, in the forties, you didn't really have evening news until, later on in the 50s so well it's very interesting they um a lot of these sightings that they're having are they seem to correlate or uh, correlate around um, nuclear testing that we're doing so that there was a 2019 off the coast of california there were three warships that were doing some type of um exercise and in the same waters close by was a cruise ship and they thought oh well maybe it's drones from the cruise ship and the cruise ship's like i don't know what you're talking about but we see them too it's not us so it's, it's very interesting and yeah well oh. just this year there has been several reports of ufos that have made the mainstream media one happened in january in hawaii and Witnesses said, said that the UFO was a large oblong shape and it was glowing blue. And FAA officials said there were no aircraft in the area at the time. So they can't say, oh, this was something else. So they have nothing to direct and divert attention from this object. And then just a few days ago, a... Uh, pilot spotted a UFO over New Mexico, another New Mexico sighting. Um, and then what happened in our neck of the woods? Could you tell us a little bit about that one, James? So, yeah, so I'm uh, South Haven, Mississippi, suburb of Memphis. Um, two nights ago, two nights ago, I believe three nights ago, sometime this week. Um, yeah, father and son outside unloading their car, uh, see a bunch of blue lights. Um, get, get, you know, video footage of it, um, you know, put it out, start calling around, call the cops. Cops said nobody else has reported anything. And then they called the uh, airport because Memphis has a giant, uh, giant airport here with a hub. But um, and they were kind of like, well, we uh, can't really release any information because of, uh, you know, FAA, gui- FAA guidelines and stuff. But there's I think it's already, you know, but it's already hit YouTube. So it's um, hey, that's all it takes. Yeah, right. <laughs> UFs. That's what it is. I knew it would come to me. Yeah, it's it's uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's what okay. they call it. No one's calling it that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the Navy. The Navy was trying to push the the UAP. I, I think that was right after the uh, the first so when they coined the term Tic Tac. Too, I think was that kind of same time frame. Right. I bet Tic Tac appreciated that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew what they were. <laughs> yeah. I just wish they would come out because it seems like they're all flying in the New Mexico, California area so that maybe I could get some cheaper flights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. They, there's a lot of two of the things that I read was um, the one of the things that has scientists baffled is they witnessed whatever it was. Um break the speed of the break the sound barrier without a sonic boom yeah what about that so that was pretty cool but the other thing and this is like this one simulates my my you know conspiracy crazy need to put my tenfold hat on is they um go from air to water yeah and are going at speeds that we're not capable of and directions that we're not capable of. And well, yeah. and that's, yeah, I'm convinced yeah, there's yeah. a base in the deep water. So the, well, I mean, yeah. How much of the ocean do we not know about? Uh-huh. Exactly. 
the uh, I think uh, yeah, and the, the naval the naval pilot, one of the more recent ones. He uh, I wish I could remember that guy's name too. He was saying talking about the speed that they were traveling at. And he's like, yeah, there's no, you know, if a human was inside that ship, it, it would it would you know destroy the human. The G force alone would would crush them. And, you know how fast it moved, how quick it turned. Yeah, um, that's what killed me was the um the dynamics of their their movements. They said yeah. that you know it's it wasn't a velo- the I guess and I'm not an engine person, but the way the structure of the velocity and all that was not anything that we do at all. You yeah, know, something that we're you know playing around with. We have no idea how to. Yeah. So. There's um. Time- I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what's amazing about the last few months, the past year, is used to when people made these kind of sightings, like Hadley was saying, they're canceled. They're, they're, oh, you don't know what you were seeing. And now the FAA and national intelligence are like, we don't know what that is either. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they're, they're tired of covering it up, really. Well, I think that we're... We're and I'm sorry, my words are not coming to me right now. Um, it's like you have people in our age demographic who, you know, we were given technology, but we existed before, you know, we like had cell phones and stuff like that. That's all stuff that came to us as we've been getting older. But one of the things that we're also seeing is people don't get away with stuff like they used to, like our parents' age group. You know, there. Well, I mean, when you can fact check something within like seconds, you know, pull your phone out, look it up, you know. Yeah. And, and it's, I think, too, it was, you know, one thing, especially in the 90s, you know, UFOs kind of become chic, you know, because you, you had, you know, you had ET, you know, come out in the 80s, you know, with kids. But then you had, you know, the, a lot of movies fire in the sky, a lot of horror movies, too. But you had a, a lot of movies that weren't necessarily horror movies. Um, they depicted UFOs differently. You know, you had what a contact and, and movies like that. Cocoon. And, uh, yeah, Those cocoon. Encounters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it became you know very very you know chic in a way. You know, and I think like a lot of things, you know, the fad catches on and it kind of fades out, and you know, eventually comes back around. But with it being information age, it is now, and everything being so accessible, you can't. You know, it's hard to wag the dog. Yeah. You know, like right. It, you know, that's the truth. Uh, I just think that that has a lot to do with, and, I, and I, another thing I think too is that because we're all experiencing this great isolation with the whole COVID thing, is yeah. you know maybe that has something to do with why people aren't talking about it. Maybe because people aren't congregating at the water cooler and talking about the weird stuff that they've heard on the news over the weekend. Um, I think that is. I think there's just a fatigue, like. A- a society fatigue that has set in and I think people's um their thoughts are just at a maximum right now I mean they're like, I can't deal with this right now yeah and I think that has caused people not to really pay attention to it or not talk about it because they really don't need the water cooler anymore we've got social media yeah. and social media really hasn't picked up on it like you would think. Yeah. And that's the thing that's so weird is um, social media is not paying attention to this huge thing that you would think social media would pick up on. Well, I, I, you know, people were so hyper focused on the superficial a lot of times, too. And, 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 you know, when you have, you know, the Kardashians and things like that that occupy people, you know, that just kind of mindless humor, you know, people people don't. It's almost like people have been taught to not think, you know, because when exactly. I was a kid, when I was a kid, you know, you questioned, you questioned authority. That was the thing you did. And we've kind of strayed away from that. We just like accept it. So if I told a kid now, like, hey, you know, there's UFOs, there's aliens out there, they'd probably be like, yeah, OK, you know, and, and move on with their lives. And, and I, I get, I guess, the pleasure in that. But at the same time, it's like, no, you don't understand. You know, there's more <laughs> to this. I think think there's something to be said that there's so much information, accessible information all the time that that sense of curiosity for the younger generations is gone because they're like, why should I be curious? I can look it up in 0.5 seconds. 
Right. Well, and the, the important thing to me when it comes to, especially, you know, extraterrestrial things, space like that, it is so important to focus on it now because it is truly the one thing as time goes on, we will know less about, you know, the expanding universe. We can only reach so far and that is getting further and further daily. Um, you know, and, and technology can only keep, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how much of the universe do we know about now? You know, fractions, tiny, tiny fractions. Um, exactly. And, yeah. It, it's just, it blows my mind that, that more people are not interested in just space. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is one of the, and I know that it's something that probably irritates people about me, but this is one of the things I say about the zombie apocalypse. We are living in the zombie apocalypse. People are zombies. Yeah. You know, people don't ask the questions. They're not as concerned with things. You know, it's just, I see a big division about what's important and what's not. So, yeah, and I think you can go back. Yeah, you can go back and look at a lot of phenomenon in, you know, say 80s and 90s, right? Well, you know, further back than that, it's a little harder to track. But 70s, I mean, you go back to Betty and Barney Hill. You know, they were interracial couple abducted, you know, what, 50s, I think. One, one yes. of the first big ones, you know. And I'm sure there, you know, there's other people around that time period. But as you fast forward through, just other phenomenon that happened that, that just people don't talk about or forgot. And, you know, like, what was it? The, uh, the Black Knight satellite, giant thing floating in space. Don't know what it is. It's out there. People just don't talk about it, you know. And, and it's just strange to me that just as time goes on, it's just a thing. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. It's powerful to think about, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the Jetpack Man in California, I know that that's something we've all read about, but we haven't really talked about that much either. No. I mean, he was spotted by numerous people on planes. And really thought that, huh, (laughs) that's kind of weird. Well, we just don't care anymore, do we? (laughs) We're just done. Like, yeah, just whatever. Just do what you need to do. Yeah. It's just strange to me. It's, you know, there's several places you can go and just look at lists of just phenomenon that happens uh, daily, you know, and you just kind of track it back and you just all this stuff. You're like, and you look at it and you're just like, how how is this not out? Even if it's (laughs) insane, even if it's asinine, um, you know, you just don't, you know, it's just things that fade from memory, you know, or fade, fade from, uh, well, it kind of, I guess it is a way of fading from memory because you just look past it. You know? It's like, it's like uh, seeing homeless people, I guess, you know, and I hate equating it to that, but you live in a city with homeless people, you just become blind to it. And I think a lot of phenomenon now, people are like, oh, you're crazy or, oh, you're, you know, you're one of those people. And they just, well, you know, you know just the apathy. One of my favorite things is, the Bigfoot community, you know, they really look at people who talk about UFOs with, with their tongue in their cheek and just kind of make people, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, well, hey, yeah. UFOs have been proven. People are yeah. still waiting for the, you know, call back on Bigfoot. So yeah. the, and I, and I admit, I mean, I was someone who was very skeptical when people would talk about seeing, you know, flying saucers. Yeah, and now I'm like, well, I have to reevaluate everything I ever thought because this is real, and just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it isn't so. Yeah, well, it's just it, it with space in general, it is so highly unlikely. I mean, the probability of us being the only thing is is asinine. I'm not saying exactly. there's, there's, there's uh, you know, there's. I'm not saying there's other futuristic, you know, races out there, even like that. But just we're not alone in the universe. There's no way we're alone. No, there's there's a certain arrogance to think that we're alone. Oh, absolutely. And you look at, uh, you know, infinity theory, right? If the universe goes on and on and on, you know, like they say, the infinity theory. You know, we're having the exact same conversation right now, a hundred thousand times over. Like it is just, you know, it multiplies it exponentially. And, and yeah, so it's it's silly to think that there's not something else out there. You can't. I mean, it's just you can't. You have to have an open mind when you think about things because what we know is so limited. Yeah. Well, even so, let's let's say something. Take take 
you know, again, space, not, not in a speculative sense or talking about UFOs or anything like that. Just, just space in general, the earth as it is right now, things that people don't know is how many satellites are in space. That is, to me is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's websites. Website there's a website you can see on and it's yeah. crazy. You map it. Well, and you look at, so uh, Elon Musk is putting these uh, Starlink satellites into space, right? And it's for, for Wi-Fi and for stuff like that. But they are launching 60 and 10, 80 of them a day. Like every yes. other day. You know, they're, they're, they're in well into triple digits of putting these things in space. Um, and, and space trash. That's the other thing. Yes. Are, I mean, Earth is big. The space around Earth is very big. But you can map that too, and that too is terrifying to me. Well, how much space trash there is. Yeah, it was just a few months ago they calculated that two satellites in orbit would actually collide. Oh yeah. And when they collided, of course, they it was a very close miss. But they were talking about something called the Kessler effect, which mm-hmm. means that if it's almost like a chain reaction, if two satellites collide it would continue to collide into other satellites and there would be so much debris and trash around our earth's orbit we could not leave orbit anymore yep and that's a scary thought no that we're doing that to ourselves want to make contact with us we're, we're literally yeah. the galaxy yeah well i mean they're gonna come and issue us a ticket you well, guys and- you know, if it's not super, if it's not super advanced too, like, you know, and, you, and you're like oh, cruising around, you know, space and you wander in this neighborhood and you see this, you know, essentially this uh, lawn with all these flamingos in it, you know, like all these satellites floating around, I might be like, oh, I'm really surprised that the UFOs just don't roll up their windows and lock their doors when they come to Earth. Yeah. yeah. Don't look at anybody. <laughs> Keep driving. <laughs> well, that is going to bring me to my next um, point of interest, which is octopus having alien DNA. I have heard that theory before. I'm fascinated by octopus. Octa, octa. Colors when they dream. I think that's the neatest thing ever. Is that what's the, is the plural of octopus? Octopus? Is it, is octopi? it octopi? I don't know. I don't want to say octopusy, but. No, no. Don't do that. (laughs) That's a James Bond movie. You know. Yeah. I think it's Octopi. Well, you know, we have the Googles. And it is octopuses. It is octopuses. Um, They said, while octopi has become popular in modern usage, it is wrong. Which I feel like there's a lot of things that we have um, made popular in our vocabulary that is wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Well, if it, if it sounds cool. I mean, there you go. Anything, anytime you can put an I on the end of something to make it plural, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. So, James, tell me about the documentary with the octopus. Why should I watch it? Uh, yeah, I meant to look the name of it up because we were just talking about it too. So, on Netflix, you can go to Netflix. There's a, a guy who documented his uh, befriending of this tiny little octopus off the reef. And he goes out there every day. And octopus was a little like, you know, sketchy, kind of like, oh, I don't know about this guy. But over like a couple of days, he would go out and jump in the water, and the octopus would come out and they would touch hands and play around with each other. And, it's 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 a very cute, fun little documentary. These for, er, for everybody listening, it is called My Octopus Teacher. That's it. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I have been told by multiple people I need to watch this. So this is on my to do list this weekend. It is super cute. Well, octopus are just neat. They're just neat. Um, I was watching a. Because, again, I went down a bunny hole and I ended up on these French scientists that are doing this research. And they were just, you know, snorkeling along, watching the octopus. And the the octopus reached out with its tentacle and punched a fish. Yeah. So, apparently, that's the thing they do. They have little attitudes in. They're kind of the, you know, mobsters of the ocean. (laughs) 
smooth, super smooth. You know, when I was a kid, I thought every octopus was like a hundred feet long. <laughs> I didn't realize they were tiny. You know, it's just because you grew up watching monster movies, or I did anyway. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go in the ocean. There's octopuses in the ocean. Well, one of the things that I have found in the last week, and I know as much as I remember the weirdest stuff, I've never heard of this before. But in like 1962 or 64, in Pensacola, Florida, there was a sea monster that attacked these four like 15-year-old boys and murdered three of them. One of them lived. He told the tale, and um, they, you know, they speculate what it was, but it was horrific for him. But they had swum out to this island to see, or I don't know, they were looking at something. But um, it's if you Google it, you will find it. It is um, the sea monster of the. I guess it's the Pensacola, Florida waters or something it's creepy like i said i know i hadn't heard of it because i would totally would have remembered that that's one of those so i grew up uh grew up in the michigan area and uh and had a big estate and she had a little house off of uh, sportsman's bay lake michigan and stuff too but there were stories i'm gonna say from the 20s where they uh pulled creatures out of them out of a couple of the lakes too I had no idea where they were um, they, they were octopus-like, but not octopuses. So they, they, you know, don't know if they were some type of dying species or some, you know, mutated fish thing or something. And it was the 20s, too, so, you know, telling. But I remember that as a kid. It, it, part of the thing that fueled my fear about octopus. So. Well, this is Edward Brian McCleary's Escape from a Sea Monster, and it happened in March of 1965, in the waters around Pensacola, Florida. Huh. But it killed his three friends. Wow. That was, that was, a, that was a scary thing. Is it, I mean, it wasn't like they just got attacked, but no, it killed yeah. them. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Talk about this. You like, you're big into zombies, right? Made me think of this zombies and you know, on sea monsters and stuff. So I think the same guy that wrote uh, uh, War and Peace, not War and Peace and Zombies. What's, I can't remember what book it was now. And they did Abraham uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter that series, yeah. But they did uh, they did Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters too. That sounds fun. Yeah, good read. Lauren had done an interview with the guy who wrote. Um, let me see. He he writes about sea monsters, and it was I, I got one of his books downloaded on Audible, and it was pretty good. I have to do the. Real History of Moby Dick is a, is a fascinating read for anybody it's, that's into it. even weirder than, like, the real thing. Uh, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yes. I don't know why when they when they do the movies and adaptations, they just don't use the real thing. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And the scope of it, too. The, the you know, getting, getting basically getting, you know, your boat and everybody, all your buddies kind of beat up at sea. And then here you are, kind of left adrift, you know, not really knowing where you're going with a giant whale that's been attacking your friends. Well, deep water freaks me out. And I don't know how or why, because I grew up deep sea fishing. Like, I mean, I remember being like 10 and they'd have me out at the, um, the oil rigs and the Gulf fishing. But as I've gotten wiser in my old age, I think, what were they thinking? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's... Being, Thanks the unknown. Well, it's the unknown, but I remember being out there on this little boat and catching a shark. You know, I mean, it was like real threats. <laughs> you know, what were yeah. what was my mother thinking? But, yeah, we are not we are not top of the food chain in the ocean. No, I don't know. And I mean, there's no land anywhere close by. You know, yeah. no people, it's a, just you in the ocean. It's a spooky feeling when you get out there. You know. I, Occasional cruises I've been on, you get you get a little ways out. You just kind of looking around, like, wow, there is nothing. And that's that's just on top of the water. You know, the, mm-hmm. the other thing is, you know, there's parts of the ocean that, that, that we know, have no idea what's at the bottom. No idea. Well, I know, like I had, and again, I grew up every summer of my youth going deep sea fishing at Grand Isle, Louisiana. 
And I was watching um, was some scientists that were out there. They're actually doing some type of um, research on the, the stuff that they're drilling out. And all of a sudden, this big eye is looking at them. Now, this is oh, yeah. and it was it was a big whale. Yeah. And I had no idea that whales were. I mean, I don't know why I didn't think that just because I guess we never saw them. But um, I've even seen since then, I know in the last gosh, probably five years, there was a whale that got beached at Grand Isle, which my uncle, like I said, he used to have a, a camp house down there. He said that as long as they had been going to Grand Isle, they'd never had a whale beach um, on the island. And um, he'd never seen or heard of anything like that. And they'd been going since before I was born. Wow. Yeah. And um, then I found like off of Galveston, there was a school of orca. And I'd never heard of that. Um so when you say you don't really know, you really don't. Even if you're out there, you'd be surprised to find out what's really underneath. Yeah. I mean, just so many species of fish to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Ocean's a mysterious place. And creep fish are creepy. Summer, yeah. We would catch those sheep head and they have like little herbivore teeth. But they, I mean, they look like little, little people teeth. <laughs> Very creepy. It's the non-fish fish that I don't like. The imposter fish. You know, you see something that looks like a fish. I'm like, okay, that's a fish. That's a, and you see things that are like, that's not a fish. Like little shrimp when you see them like in the ocean. They're creepy. They, they look creepy. Yeah. I have agree. Crabs too. Crabs. Stingrays. I don't like, yeah. I think crabs yeah. are the spiders of the ocean. <laughs> well, let's just chalk this up as see you scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see why I stay on the shore. <laughs> well, is it, you know, again, growing up as a kid, like, I, you know, things I thought that were going to be like real problems when I was an adult, you know, is. is if I was ever on a boat, I had to look out for, you know, giant sea monsters, you know, squids or, or octopuses or you know, quicksand. That was another one. I thought that'd be a much bigger yeah. problem as an adult. And I, I still have all that information about quicksand filed away, about what to do. Yeah. Don't struggle. Right. <laughs> Don't struggle. <laughs> just be. <laughs> and I just like one day it's going to happen. You're going to be leaving the supermarket. Bam. Quicksand. Quicksand. You're gone. <laughs> Yeah. The only thing they can find is your bag of oranges you bought. <laughs> you get to tell everybody. See, like I told you, I told you, I told you, quicksand. Yeah, adulting is not what I expected it to be. Have you ever had that moment where you look at your dog and you're like, I know you're not going to bring me the rope to save me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just not, you're just not that dog. <laughs> Well, I've got a pug. I don't think he's saving much of anything. No. This, yeah. From oceans to the sea. It was supposed to, yeah. And, uh, and, and back into space. Just there you go. It's too big and it scares me too much. It's just scary. Just I am more afraid of the ocean than I am with the, the outer space. I, well, with the ocean, I, like I can... I respect the ocean. You know, I know like I'm not the top of the food chain. I can, I can not go deep into it and be okay. I can never go to the ocean. You're constantly surrounded by space. Yeah. But the thing about space is, you know, you don't have a polar ice cap melt and suddenly you're underwater. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, I guess. I mean, it's, it's, it's out there, but again, I said, you know, 10 full hats. Um, things I think about. <laughs> it was all because of that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, the, what was it? Uh, I can't remember. Was it, was it day it was after? Day after tomorrow or something. Yeah. Or yeah. Something, you know, there's a scientist somewhere jumping up and down saying, hey, <laughs> look at this global warming. Yeah. But, you know, we have had some weird weather stuff. 
So I, yeah, you know, the beginning of, of COVID, I, I was wondering, like, I know it's short time. They talk about you know impact of like emissions and stuff like that, but with nobody traveling, nobody really doing anything. It was a pretty amazing spring and summer last year. So it I was, was. Like, it was, and I mean, during that time period, the hole in the ozone layer shrank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the, the Venice canals were clear for the first yeah. couple of decades. Well, that, no. yeah. And then they, they found a whole bunch of stuff in the canals too. That, they that, did. That, that they did. Good. They said it was beautiful. So that really tells you what kind of impact we have on yeah. our climate, our environment. Um, well, do, it's, y'all it's, remember, <laughs> do y'all remember that movie Signs? Was a mm-hmm. Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you remember when um, I think it Jack Queen Phoenix is like in the closet and he's got his tinfoil hat on and he's watching the news and they have the aliens creeping between the houses but all the people are inside. Yes. That's what I thought. Like for the first month when all this stuff happened, is there's a reason they're trying to keep us inside. <laughs> and I'm gonna look outside one day and there's gonna be a creepy alien walking down the street. <laughs> So glad that has not happened. I, that, that movie, that that part of the movie, I pooped myself. It was a, that was a good movie. He does good movies. It was a good movie. His new one's really good. Well, I say it's, it is a new one ish. Uh, uh, I think it's called Elevator. No, it's called Devil. That's it. But it's about an Elevator. Oh, I think I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Where kind of flew in under the radar. Yeah, um, I liked. Lady in the Water. That was a pretty movie. It like, was, that was very, very well. Yeah, it was very mis- mythological looking. Yeah, but I like that stuff. I did. Wasn't it really crazy about the? Um, it's like the creature from the Black Lagoon one. I can't think of the name of it. I don't remember. Yeah, it, it, it was not that great. But no, Signs was a good one. Signs was really good. I was trying to think of oh, the village. That was the other one. Yeah, that was a good one too. I could live in the village. I never, but we'd have to have the medicine. Yeah, it was a little, a little odd. I mean, you know, with all the medieval stuff I do on the weekend. So it's that one. I was like, oh, that's plausible. Totally plausible. Do you know anybody that does like the herbal stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I know, um, yes and no. I guess it's a simply, but I know, I know a lot of people do it for a lot of different things. I, I know some people that have, um, really tried to detox their system. So they, they quit taking a lot of just modern drugs and stuff. Um, nothing, you know, they're still taking their heart, heart, uh, uh, blood pressure medication and stuff like that but they'll do they'll substitute uh aspirins and stuff they won't use aspirins or um they'll, they'll use uh herbal remedies and stuff like that um so it and and there's um a lady i know in little rock that um she has her backyard she has over like 60 types of poisons in her backyard that's that's kind of what she studies and what she does is, is just growing all these uh different plants and stuff that are all different types of poisons. How many um, eczemas does she have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she, you know, your people in Arkansas? <laughs> the, her, yeah, hers is, uh, Myra is her name, but she she does a lot of interesting stuff with, with just like herbs and herbalism and um, teas and stuff like that. And a lot of things, um, you know, wild, uh, wild mushrooms, stuff, just different things, trying, trying to reconnect with nature. Well, I know when when all the stuff started, I've got some heirloom seeds, and um, I was asked if I was going to plant them, and I said, "Well, no, I'm I'm saving my seeds in case we really need them." You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't grow anything to save my life. I'm I'm I you know I would try, but I'm like one month in cannibal. (laughs) So Gracie. Yes. The Noah's Ark. Are you going to bring that up? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about Noah's Ark. Um, 
recently some scientists are planning a lunar module to be located on the moon surface and it's called Noah's Ark and it's going to house sperm and egg samples and not sure how they're going to get them up there but their goal is to store 335 million samples on the moon. I don't know how long this is going to take but according to your recent um, study they need to do it soon. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm well curious we've got problems. <laughs> it, let's talk about the problems because that's that's really fascinating to me is when we look at the problems that we're having and then we think about like the handmaid's tale. <laughs> exactly. So this particular study found that sperm counts in human males are falling. Um, they have decreased by 60% between 1973 and 2011. And if we keep on with the, the current trajectory, there will be a zero sperm count in 2045. So that's it, guys. So, James, that means freeze your babies. <laughs> for future and generations, are going to be paying millions for them. I'm saying and of course, they... this is always uncomfortable to talk about around men, but as the sperm counts are shrinking, so are other things. Yeah. So they're finding blame, that too. I blame disco. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that that was the start the 80s, of it all. The, no, no. I think it was the, what was it? The Let's Get Physical. What was that? Oh, Olivia Newton John. Yeah, what was that trend called, though? Man, oh, I don't remember what the trend was called. I remember she had the, the you know, like the sweatband. And and all that. Was that disco? No, it was like workout. Like a workout trend. They had the, the leg warmers and the sweatbands and the leotards. The whole look. Also, aren't women, though, aren't women getting more infertile as well? Yes, they are. I mean, we can really point to, you know, some chemical and environmental changes, which yeah, really, really not, mimics some of the themes of The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, it or, could be real one day. I, I think that's, uh, you know, not not joking, but uh, like just uh, testosterone and stuff they're putting in, in uh, foods and all the preserves, mm -hmm. especially like chicken and stuff like that. It's, I think it's one of the reasons you're seeing, you know, 12 and 13 year old girls that look like they're 30. Right. Uh, just all the hormones and stuff they're putting on these in, in a lot of, you know, meats and stuff. Well, girls are developing faster. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're reaching puberty at younger and younger ages. So they're, well, and, they're and, and I think you know, we say that too, and I and I get because people talk about, you know, how, how small people were in history and they're like, Oh, you know, mm -hmm. people are they're giants now. And it's like, well, that that is a very you know, people want to make it this huge deal like that people are getting bigger but our nutrition is also so much better than it was oh, yeah. in the so like yeah you have these tiny little homunculus people in the civil war but you also had people that were six and a half seven you know six and a half feet tall that were, were right. big i mean it was it was not as common as it is now but nutrition also sucked then. well i think that's interesting because gracie probably knows this but i went out with a guy from south africa and when he came to visit me He'd never been to the States before, and he was astounded at how little the white people are here. Yeah. Because he, and he was, he was six foot four, which, you know, here, that's pretty tall. Um, and my dad's six four. So he was saying that the average, like my dad would be average height in South Africa among the whites that like, well, I yeah, I don't know. His best was seven foot, and yeah. there were women because he was saying that you know his girl, the guy's girlfriend, was over seven foot, um, tall, redheaded, you know, Amazon queen. Um, but they were very surprised at you know how little the white people are here, and it's just the opposite. Because and he was again surprised at the African Americans being so tall here because in his country they're very short well i mean that you know it's a that's a kind of a tough topic to talk about but you know that a lot of african-american people here were you know 
bred in slavery. They were bred to be, you know, powerhouses. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it changed and it, you know, it, it generation generationally changes quick, quicker than people think. You know, we're not growing extra fingers, in, you know, in 50 years, but, you know, height, build, a lot of that changes fairly quick. And, they, they, you know, in the, a lot of the Scandinavian countries in Russia, they see it, you know, happen. You can, they can kind of follow the trend of war. So they see, you know, when the, uh, you have a lot of the, the Baltic Vikings and stuff and the people the, the, in that time period, 10th century, 11th century, very huge. You know, when you think of the classic Viking from like Denmark and Sweden, these giant beasts of people and you know as war kind of flared up expansion happened people got smaller um and that's a lot of it because it's spread out nutrition stuff like that kind of dwindled so you have you know people get a little smaller then you lead into uh you know early early 18th century people got you know, had a little burst started getting bigger again and, and then slot some of the, the western slavic countries but like in russia famine people have got smaller 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 world war one happened to you know and now it's kind of an uptrend again you see you know it's been, been a while since there's been a giant war over there and people are trying to just get bigger again mm-hmm. but that's one of the you know a good way to look at it though because uh, this is russia pretty you know i say stable what i mean is like their food has not changed a whole lot over over the centuries you know you don't see or over, over the decades not like america where you know you had people eating you know home-cooked meals into fast food, into faster food, into bigger, faster food. You, know, you don't really have that over there as much. Oh. I haven't figured out why we have that here. Uh, well, money. Yeah. Exactly. And if you go to YouTube, there's some really interesting videos of people comparing American food to British food or French food or Japanese food and how different we eat here. I mean, our our culinary culture is so unique it's so bad for you too <laughs> yeah yeah so bad well south african was astounded about the fact we put meat on our salads that was the neatest <laughs> that was amazing well you know in america a salad is really just like a ghillie suit you know to hide all the other shit we're putting <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, eat a salad. Now I'm gonna put down this gentle bed of lettuce for everything else. That's all it is. A little cushion for all the meats and dressing and cheese and olives and mushrooms and now I want a salad. I don't know if you guys remember these commercials. They were several years ago. It was from Budweiser and they're called Real Men of Genius. Oh yeah. And do you remember those? And they had yeah, one that yeah. saluted the yeah. inventor of the taco salad. <laughs> <laughs> Because only only a guy would invent a a salad that is meat with a little sprinkle of lettuce. <laughs> so a three hundred, you know, like a three thousand calorie salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's salad, and it's tacos. It's and it's tacos. I mean, taco in a bowl. How can you beat that? My my my. Uh, aunt used to call them open face taco. <laughs> eating open face taco. Eating a taco salad. Well, the other day I was trying to trick my husband into eating taco soup, and I called it Fiesta Chili. <laughs> He's like, "This is not Fiesta Chili." <laughs> good try, good try. Sandy, we do what we you, can. Yeah. So, so how far is apocalypse question? So at what point in the apocalypse do you decide to stray away from just your traditional meats? Like what comes first? Like horse, you start eating, you know, dogs, cats, like where's that level? I think it would depend on the culture. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, depends I mean, yeah. on what your, your tolerance is. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, very Americanized thing. Cause yeah, there's a lot of countries serve, you know, what, uh, you know, it's, Hard to think about cat eating cat and dog because we, you know, domesticated and have, you know, mm-hmm. pets here. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of countries do. A lot of countries eat horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so sister that would... in Germany, and she's, she's been all over. And she said that um, there are certain places, like in Italy, that they were really looking forward to going to. But then they found out that it was just horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I just couldn't do it. 
Well, I think, uh, you know, just talking about apocalypse and eating different things too. I think it's interesting. They find, you know, people with sicknesses and stuff like that, or they start they start tracing, uh, doing trace markers on, on certain tribes and stuff. And they're like, oh, they, they have uh, prylons in them. These, these people are yeah. human. I'm exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. What is the name yeah. of that when you cannibalize? Is it Kuru? Is that correct? Is that yes. the, the illness so. that you get? Yeah. Well, I know, like, and is it Papua New Guinea where they will, like, if you die for a certain way, they will eat your brain. But if you die under mysterious circumstances, they won't because they consider it bad juju. I, well, there's a lot of things. That, well, it, yeah. And I think it's, yes. And I'm not sure if it's Papua New Guinea, but I know what you're talking about. But I think they know. You know, and I think they put a religious spin on it, but I think they know, like, oh, well, you know, because, I mean, it's mad cow disease, right? It's essentially what it is. So let me let my little science nerd out, because I think prions are so fascinating because it's really not a bacteria. It's not a fungus. It's just a protein. Yeah. That infiltrates your brain and almost as like an Alzheimer's, but extremely quick. Um, It just it branches out in your brain and takes over brain function yeah 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 it's it's, a, it's fascinating yeah well, and again I, I think something that people don't realize happens you know like yeah you can get you know essentially mad cow disease mad human disease by eating you know other human brains if you if you eat your own no matter yeah. you know yes. cow human um swine no matter what it it gets into the it gets into the brain where is it that they eat the monkey brains? It's like on Faces of Death or something. I think there's a, I, I think that's in uh, Brooklyn. I think. No, no, no. Faces of Death. Yeah, they, they uh, the big, uh, if you see where they yeah, crack the little monkey head open. Yeah, I, I that, always yeah. remember that scene from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom where they yeah. did that at that big banquet. <laughs> My favorite. I don't do brains. My aunt, she she would do brains. I don't do brains. No, I don't have yeah. cheese, none of that. Mm. No, nah, she, she, she grew up, uh, she had a lot of Polish refugees and stuff that lived with her. And uh, they would do it, scramble it, scramble it with eggs and stuff. And uh, nah, couldn't do it. And I think because of the mad cow disease, I think that's part of it. So I'm like, no, that's how you go crazy. I'm not, no, I ain't brain. Nope, nope. Exactly. So one, two, an alligator, she, and that's about as, as exotic as I get. Oh no, I've eaten a lot. I've ate a lot of crazy shit, but I do draw the line in some things. And in the brain thing, just a little, you know, something in my peanut that just was like I can't do that, you know. Nope. And I think, and I don't know why, just equated to like, oh, if you, it's, it's, I guess, like every animal has the same organs we do, right? It's just different, but for some reason, brain just seems, even though it would pick brain, it just seemed too human to me. I guess. And I love how they dress it up and. Call- them sweetbreads like yeah. no you're not fooling me no yeah. <laughs> no no Hannibal <laughs> not today not today well that is this uh right now as a kid the story of like well you don't you, know, you eat the flesh of a man that's how you, you become the wendigo you know and I'm like I don't yeah. eat brain that's a gateway to wendigo I'm not doing that we need that on the shirt Gateway to Wendigo. Gateway to Wendigo. I, I was definitely afraid of like shit like that when I was a kid. Like I said, my aunt had a very weird belief system, just believed in things without question, you know, and, and talked about it like it was real, you know, my entire life. It was real. And, um, <laughs> and she did. I mean, and she, she was, you know, she was out there, but she, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, she believed it. She really believed a lot of these things. <laughs> And Wendigo just happened to be one of them. I don't know why that was one, but she would talk about, you know, Wendigo and, and uh, skinwalkers and stuff. And so, yeah, I was definitely afraid of that. As a, I was afraid of a lot of stuff as a kid because I have a pretty wild imagination. But a lot of her, uh, um, you know, folklore beliefs and the mythology she kind of carried with her just did not help. Well, I'm going to tell y'all, if y'all have not listened to the part two of the Girl Scout murders that Planet Fear did. No. Oh, they talk about the skinwalkers. And um, 
it was pretty frightening and it's like really kind of creepy but yeah the, um one of the detectives that worked on that is a native american and he has also done some research on bigfoot so um matt and lauren knew of him and were able to get some some information together on some research he did for that and it was really interesting if y'all are into that kind of thing you should definitely listen to it it was yeah i've listened to the first part i haven't listened to the second part well it goes into a lot of the detail that harvey and his brother went undercover and um, all with the native american tribes in the area because it was said that the killer was getting help from a medicine man yeah and um yeah it was interesting. That's that's a one one. So I was a religious histories major in school and stuff. I, I got you know a couple of history degrees and and uh, and my aunt was had a lot of different beliefs and stuff. So growing up, she a lot of different things she did. She was into uh, towards the end of her life um, was big into Santeria stuff. She some voodoo and stuff like that. But that's the one thing that she never never really messed with was a lot of the Native American spiritualism and stuff and i don't know if it's because she just couldn't find a teacher or if it's just one of the things that that she kind of strayed away from she she was scared of a certain religions because she you know she in her mind she had like this um dark spot and just this darkness to her that she was trying to get past and overcome and that's kind of why she re- you know branched out into all these different uh religions and stuff because i think she thought you know, eventually she'll find one to kind of you know beat her own demons back and uh, but some she didn't mess with because she was just like I'm I'm too afraid, you know, to to touch on them for for you know what they might do to me or, or what they might open up. So. Well, with the Native American stuff, I think you pretty much have to know someone. Yeah. Like, so many of the tribes feel like you don't talk about certain things because if you do, you bring it to you. Yeah. And then others, you know, they will only tell you if they trust you. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was pretty, like I said, it was pretty interesting. You will definitely enjoy it. I mean, I couldn't get enough. I like want to learn more and read books and all that on it because it was really interesting. But um, Matt, Lauren's partner from Bigfoot Crossroads, he was saying that um, the Native American spirituality stuff that he grew up around, he said that stuff's real. Oh, that is not on my mind. But they were saying that the guy that did the murders, they don't think that he was a skinwalker, but they think that he knew someone who was. Who was. Yeah, that he just had too much information. But they didn't think he had that kind of power. It was it was really fascinating. But, you know, skin, that's, that's one of the things, uh, you know, with skinwalkers that, that branches out, you know, with people's talk about skinwalkers it's probably because we're here in america too they, they yeah they connect it to native americans and stuff but you know that's a that's a belief that exists in a lot of other religions they just call it the same you know call it different things mm-hmm. um the vikings had their version there's um, um there's one in spain too and i can't remember what it was called kind of the same thing uh you know so it's it's, it's interesting you know thousands and thousands of miles apart people have these same you know the same folklore the same mythos for kind of the same thing well that's one of the things that i really enjoy about learning about shamanism is that you have forty thousand years of the same experiences from people from different cultures across the world but they're experiencing the same thing and you can go and you know get a dose of that was it dmt and you can have the same experience that someone had forty thousand years ago yeah so. yeah i think well a lot of that stuff i'm not you know pushing that on anybody would well, you can do it anything i don't say like just dmt but people you know ayahuasca teas or, or dmt but you know a lot of it too just just through meditation oh yeah so, well with, the way that we do it um, my shaman that i study with is through drums we don't use any any altar you know any any kind of uh, herbalism or anything we just a drum will put your mind in an altered state or a rattle for that matter yeah yeah i don't so well guys um that's gonna wrap it up we've been on for about an hour and i think this has been the best episode yet so i have gotten tongue-tied a few times but 
I apologize, y'all. I've had crazy stuff going on with my dogs. So um, we, we are trying not to lose an eye at home today. So um, just a little bit. But, so let me ask y'all, what do you have going on in April? Uh, man, it seems like so far away. It's like a week, isn't it? <laughs> like next week. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to finish up some, uh, I'm doing some paper, uh, on Maori folklore, um, uh, specifically about, uh, what, Maui, cause I, you know, got hooked into watching Disney flicks and talking to somebody about how they were connected to history. And I'm like, yeah, the, for me, the one that is way off is, uh, is, is, uh, that one. So, cause Maui was, more low-key than he was anything else um and he died uh by being eaten by a giant obsidian tooth vagina so i don't think disney's gonna put that in the film so where can we find this when you're done but <laughs> <laughs> well, so you look at, i mean it's not, it's nothing big it's just a small a small like article thing i'm doing just to, like you know of, of things so and you can look it up it's uh uh, Hininoa Tapau uh, was the goddess's name, and uh, she's the goddess of, uh, she, she like helped people cross over into the death, kind of, but she wasn't like, we, we, when we say that, we always think of like a death-like figure, and she wasn't, she wasn't like this death-like figure, and and uh, the Maori believe like, like when the sun sets, the red you see on the horizon is, is her, you know, that's, that's her beauty kind of emanating from the earth and stuff. And um, she was, uh, I don't want to say that her name means like woman of the night, I think, but, you know, Maui being like the trickster God was like, he, you know, he did a lot of stuff for people. Like he did bring them fire and stuff like that, but he wanted to bring people uh, immortality. So, you know, he was convinced that if he kind of reversed the birthing process with that he could do that. So he turned himself into a worm and while she was sleeping, crawled into her vagina and because she was connected to the birds and, and things that touched the horizon, one of her bird friends came in and was like, hey, Maui's climbing inside your vagina. So her vagina had these uh, giant black obsidian teeth in it. So when he crawled in, she chewed him up. That was the death of Maui. The story Disney won't tell you. Not to be found on your local Disney channel. Right. So, so how's that for women's empowerment, right? Don't jack around. Gracie, what do you have going on? <laughs> Not anything as dramatic as that. I'm just really just trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. I have my hands full. I may be on some sort of watch list for the things that I've been googling for my grad program so <laughs> if, if you don't see me next time they've, they've come to visit so what's what's your grad program what are what are you googling that we need to be on you know terrorists I have googled um let's see how to disperse a chemical bomb <laughs> I have read about biological warfare and asked how long does it take for someone to show symptoms of a biological weapon um yeah <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> that, I, I asked google how to build a biological weapon too yeah, so oh and where i can buy biological samples so you know i bet elon, will, I bet elon will sell you something yeah <laughs> so there's that he, he did sell the flamethrower for a while so he did no, he, he was mailing them too. <laughs> okay. Well, tomorrow I am going to be doing an author. Well, no, no, excuse me. Sunday, I'm going to be doing an author takeover for the zombie army on Facebook. Um, it is a UK author driven, um, I guess, zombie like pandemic, um, apocalyptic type genre for writers and oh, fun. 
And all during April, I'm going to be doing promos for Running and Gunning, which is Tapestry of Worlds Part 2. Um, so I've got that going on. I'm excited. But other than that, um, we're going to be doing our Weird Ink sessions with Jenny Ashford on the 11th, which is my birthday. So Yay! Um, I'm looking forward to her. She is um, paranormal, horror, and true crime fiction and nonfiction writer. So she can be fascinating. And she's actually, I think, a player James. I think she's in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I wasn't sure. Did you get in touch with your friend, the rocket scientist? And are we going to be talking to her? Uh, Mary Kate Smith, yeah, a friend of mine. I'm trying to I want to get in touch with her, and I want to do, uh, yes, yeah, so we can get her on and just do like some, uh, you know, what we don't know about space, some debunking. You know, she, uh, she's real good at that. Real smart girl, and uh, she has a, a very uh, gets very animated when it comes to talking about the uh, uh, moon landing and stuff, because you know she's she's very much like we have to do that. So. Um, we can get her going off about that. It's a fun trip. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Gracie, that the door is always welcome for you to join us for these sessions. Absolutely. But I think that's going to do it for us today, guys. Um, I hope that our listeners enjoyed today's topics. If you did, please hit the like, so, um, subscribe, and turn on all notifications and not miss our content that we are uploading monthly. If you want to continue today's conversation or just say hi, you can please check out our Facebook page, which is going to be Weird Realities under the groups. Um, and you can always find us on social media through our link tree at Weird Realities, and that's weird with a Y because that's what we do. Until next time, that's the team here at Weird Realities. We appreciate your support, and guys, just stay weird. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.